Welcome to Want Her, a community-driven podcast for the like-minded female, passionate about creativity, self-discovery, and letting out that inner weird. Brought to your ear holes by two cross-country friends, we want to project one thing. Self-discovery is a lifelong journey, and one that should be fun experiencing. Here, no topic is off-limits. We're just like you, striving for connection, laughter, and the continual reminder that we can actually be whatever the f*** we want. Here's Olivia and Sandy. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Technical difficulties, but we're back. We thought we were recording. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why do we always have those problems? That's all right. Hello. It's been so long. It has. We haven't, I was thinking about it the other day. We haven't like recorded or even video chatted in live time since mid June. Yes. And it's now basically mid September. Yes. Truly. So that's crazy. That it's been crazy. a very busy summer for the both of us. Yeah, truly. And we're going to kind of like talk a little bit about both of those things on separate episodes yeah, here yeah. so we can get everybody up to date, but also like share with each other yeah. and just like celebrate our summers. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, so, so good to see you again. It is. We've been on here already for like 20 minutes, just catching up with each other. And I will say to preface, so I'm in Utah right now and I'm at an RV park in town and there is some construction going on right outside of my window. And I completely forgot. Yeah. It's, I can see a bulldozer like right now. So if you hear any noises in the background, I'm really sorry. I would go sit in my car, but it'll likely hit 90 in there really quick. So heat stroke. We'll do what we can. Exactly. We'll do what we can. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. All good. But tell me what this episode's going to be about, Liv. Okay, so we thought that we would make things comfy by starting with a really fun subject and that was my summer I mean it wasn't all fun but if you don't remember I took a break from travel nursing well not intentionally but I couldn't find a gig up in Alaska which is where we wanted to go we always said that Alaska was going to be like our final hurrah with traveling before we kind of like planted roots somewhere that we really love which is utah that's why i'm here now and we'll talk about that eventually but you know sadly it's not (laughs) i will say the girl that i connected with on um bumble bff you know because we're new in town we're trying to make a community here um it says that she's from appleton wisconsin (gasps) really yeah oh my gosh yeah wisconsin's just like trying to draw you in Mm, I don't know about that, but it makes me smile whenever I see like a little Wisconsin plate or something. Ooh, I hope that she's like that's really mm, not that, that far. we become friends, or she's like doesn't listen to this podcast because I haven't even met her yet, and I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> great about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. Back to Imagine subject. That. Uh, I, I would be it. creeped out. No, nobody cares. No, Nobody's exactly. got, nobody cares. Okay. So um, I couldn't find a travel nursing gig in Alaska when I was looking. So we kind of were toying with the idea of still road tripping up there, taking the summer to prioritize my mental health, kind of celebrate this last chapter of traveling as much as we have. We're still living in the RV for now. Um, and I guess I can kind of get into like, 
next steps of what our plan is for the foreseeable future at the end of this episode. But we want to dedicate some time to talk about the adventure that was The Last Frontier. Oh, I can't wait. I I can't believe it's already over with. Like, yes. I agree. I remember. I feel, I just remember you starting to talk about it and be like, Sandy, we're going to go to Alaska. And I'm like, yes, living by care. And it was such a hard decision because I'm not getting that income. Yeah. That I'm used to. But even more so, it was like, I'm devoting this time. And you think that Alaska is going to be like all adventures everywhere. And I mean, it was a lot. Like the summer, we spent a lot of time adventuring, but there was also a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I knew I was setting myself up to really sit with a lot of stuff that's been hard lately. So I have had a lot of growth over the summer, but it was not without challenge. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that, but I really want to focus on the big adventures that we yes. have because Alaska is like otherworldly. It was a lot of fun. So our game for this podcast is going to be, okay, share a pinch me travel moment or a time you realized where you were was so different than the home area that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Was something fun where you're like, mm-hmm. what is my life right now? Cause I always like, I, I notice those moments and I just like, uh, I, love I have it. to like, okay, you get into it, Liv, you tell us. Okay, I feel like I have a lot of those. So many. That's what I yeah, just like. How do you pick one? <laughs> and I'm trying to think of one that's like so profound, but I don't like I don't need to waste time. I'll just pick like the first thing that comes to my mind. I love it. Um, and I will probably say what hit me when we got to Alaska was like seeing my first glacier. Ooh. Um, just because. Like, I've seen ice, obviously. I grew up figure skating. I get all of that. Just the fact that... Sorry. Like, everybody's seen ice, you know. I drink water. Um, It was just... It's, like, trippy to your brain to be looking at this sheet of ice and knowing that it's, like, oh, it's, like, 65 out. And it is melting, but you can't, like, see it actively happening in the moment. Yeah. And we were boondocking in our RV, which that means like you're basically going out to an open plot of land on like government land that's open for camping wherever without any hookup. So you're just like parked there. And we were in this glacier wash. And so it's like where the glacier used to be, but it's melted and receded. So it almost looks like a wash from like a dried up river or something. Mm -hmm. And we were driving into Kenai Fjords National Park, and that's in Seward, Alaska, on the Kenai Pen- Peninsula. That was kind of like our first big stop. And while we were driving in to go to our first glacier hike, there were like little signs on the side of the road that we passed, and they were like 1970, 1910. Like, what is this? And then I found out those were signifying the years marking where the glacier was at the time. So it had receded like a shit ton. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. So it's like kind of sad yeah. to think about yeah. like how much further. Cause I, I, we were driving past and I was like, Oh, like that was the year my mom was born. And it still <laughs> took us like multiple minutes to get to the parking lot. Wow. And then you're hiking in like a, a mile or two. I forget how long the hike was. It was easy. Um, just to even see the glacier. So it's like, Whoa, that's why this is wild. 
So that's the first one that came to my mind. I love that. I feel like, I mean, that makes sense for sure. That would be really cool. I definitely want to get to Alaska. Um, okay, so for me, I, everyone that knows me knows I love Montana. That is my love, my love. <laughs> and I think the, the one time that stands out to me is like, when I saw my first elk herd, like of hundreds mm-hmm. of elk, it is just in the mountains. It is just beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I loved that moment so much and it's, I still love it. Like anytime we go out there, I still love seeing these elk herds, like just running. And then all of a sudden they stop and they're just beautiful. <laughs> I know Olivia gets my love for elk too. <laughs> Yeah, we've talked about it before, and I guess, you know, we're here, the opportunity has presented itself, so I'll just share that, like, I completely understand, because I think elk are sexy. Like, not that I would be physical with an elk, but, like, there's something so majestic and powerful and all-encompassing when you see, like, a big bull elk that I'm just like, yeah, you're hot. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I'm not completely on that page of thinking sexy hot, but I think they're just beautiful, very majestic. Yes. Yeah. And the, and the noise that they make oh, the yeah. is so unique and distinct. And it, for me, it doesn't make sense that such a weird noise would come out of such a big, like body. So but true. now I'm making the connection right now that I kind of thought that way about Colton when I first met him because his voice his voice was so much like different than what you look at a person and you can kind of like yeah anticipate what their yeah, voice will sound yeah, like yeah true his was not it really uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, interesting. Yeah. I think he's kind of like taken on elk is like his animal too because he like will get national park pins and ornaments whenever we go to a visitor center kind of commemorate like oh we put it on our christmas tree it's a thing um and he like had to have this one elk pin and there's no words on it nothing but it's like on his backpack at all times so this like makes me laugh that's adorable cute (laughs) i love that this transition transition into elk love (laughs) elk love (laughs) um yeah so maybe that makes me weird but like if you have a crush on an animal in like a non-sexual way let me know because like i tell people that are my friends and I guess the listeners of this podcast about it everybody gives me a weird like furrowed brow look and I don't I'm not a I'm not a perv I just like think they're kind of hot I just love when I get you to start talking about elk because this is always it (laughs) okay I mean I could keep going but like we should stop so let's Let's get into it. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. 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 So, I, yes. Tell us, <laughs> Olivia, everything. Why Alaska? All the things. Okay. So, laughing. yeah, I'm trying to, I just can't believe I shared that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, as I've shared before, we've been on the road in our RV since 2020. We left Ohio. We've 
worked and lived in, I think, nine, eight, nine different states now, so which cool. if you would have told me that at like 18, I wouldn't have believed you. So yeah. it got to the point where we were like, oh my gosh, we can road trip to New Mexico was my first gig. That went well. You know, we've been to Maine, California, mm-hmm. like all over the country. We can do this Alaska thing. Colton's always wanted to go to Alaska. It's like the travelers, like epic absolutely bucket list spot um yeah and i was kind of glad the way that it worked out not having a job there either because we were able to see so much more yes i completely so um we've been talking about it since probably after my first contract just with the realization that things were doable Mm -hmm. um and i don't know it just like has always been on our mind but we seriously started talking about it for this summer, probably last summer. Yeah. Um, That's what so, sticks out to me as well. Yeah. Definitely not what I thought was going to be the Alaska reality for us, but mm-hmm. it ended up like working out so much better. And obviously that makes me think of like what's meant to be is going to be type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I wouldn't have wanted it any differently. So we were living in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and that's only a couple hours from the Canadian border. Mm -hmm. And we left June 9th. I had just gotten my free fall tattoo. And I was like, this is the start of a chapter. Like I got my tattoo the day before. I'm ready to go. Like, this is awesome. We spent some time in... Banff National Park in Canada and that was like a 10 out of 10 because I had only been in the winter you know when I lost my toenails from frostbite so like seeing it in the summer and really being able to go and hike to these glacial lakes with that crazy turquoise blue I was like this is amazing absolute dreams so then we're pulling our well I shouldn't say pulling because it's a motor home but we're I guess we're pulling our Jeep behind exactly and we had a storage unit in Idaho, so we left some stuff there in our second car, and we got on the Alcan, which is the historic Alaskan highway. I forget. Did I even write down? You can Google it. It's a couple thousand miles oh, yeah. from um, Dawson's Creek, British Columbia, to Fairbanks, Alaska. So you're driving all through Alberta to reach the start of it, and then through British Columbia, a little bit of the Yukon into Alaska. And... Even that was a little bit different than I anticipated. Like, I knew it was a really rural highway. There's not a lot of gas stations, towns, even civilization at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of anticipated that we would blow through that as soon as possible just to get to the final destination because Alaska was what the summer was going to be all about. Mm -hmm. But um, we ended up really taking our time. There's a lot of, like, pullouts that you can stay overnight and just so much beauty on that route itself. I loved it. We saw like so many black bear, caribou. Um, I don't think we saw a moose yet, but we had these little like tic tac toe boards oh. or not tic tac toe, bingo boards. Yes. <laughs> of like who would get bingo first based off of what they put, yes. you know, whatever. Colton got it. So <laughs> Colton, yeah. And it was like, what are you going to win? Whoever wins. And it was kind of stupid. Cause we were like, Oh, well, you can get a souvenir oh, yes. of your choice. And the person can't say anything about it. Like if it's stupid, like we got a lot of souvenirs over the summer, but I, I guess the one that Colton dubbed 
as filling that spot was like a Damascus handmade knife that we found at this festival. So, I mean, it's pretty, that's cool, but I'm not surprised. He loved knives. I'm not surprised either. (laughs) But we ended up taking like 17 days, I think it was, to get all the way through. We stopped at a lot of like provincial um campgrounds and and whatnot and really just took our time journaling a lot spending a lot of time together talking just having fun so so even that even that was worth the trip yeah you know yeah okay Um, 17 days there what about on the way back how long did it take you (laughs) i'm jumping ahead but yeah yeah it was a little (laughs) um it took us four we really like (laughs) had a lead foot about it psychotics yeah because it wasn't even just like the road you know because yeah. even that's long but you also have to tack on the hours that it takes to get from the start of the road back to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. um and i was a little bit fried and just to like really paint the picture we were back in idaho for a week we emptied our storage yes. unit yes um, you know put back the stuff that was in the storage unit in the RV, put some stuff in Goodwill and then just immediately headed to Utah, uh-huh. which we got here in three days. So now we've been here a week and I'm still just kind of like adjusting hundred because it's been a lot. <laughs> that was go, go, go. I think I told you guys you're crazy. Like go Colton for driving and Olivia <laughs> for keeping them company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did drive some too. Yes. The mo- most uh, that I've ever driven our Class A motorhome was on the Alcan, the rural highway. And, like, I wouldn't want to do it on a big um, urban highway because no. it's just, it's, like, scary to change lanes and stuff yeah. like that. But there is, like, a level of power oh, that you sure. have, like, being up so high and seeing <laughs> things. Watch so I out. liked it to some degree, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt powerful. Like, if an animal comes out and I hit it, like. I'm not worried about me. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Not that, I would, not that I would ever want that to happen, obviously. No, no. But, um, but so true. Yeah, just like wild stuff. We yeah. saw like a herd of buffalo. Ugh. We had to stop for a while trying to get, you know, through some of the highway. It's just really cool. Like yeah. the, the level of wilderness that not a lot of people get to experience. So I felt really privileged in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm going to go through like our big, big stops and then I'll talk about like our favorite adventures and kind of what I learned when I'm taking for the summer and then a little bit of an update on what's to come next. I love it. Sound good? Yeah. I love it. Okay. And I will say that like when we release these episodes, um, a lot of times, like I feel bad. We've had some guests. We were working ahead a lot because we were entering the summer where in I knew I was going to be in Alaska and Sandy as a wedding photographer was pretty busy over the summer. So we worked ahead, but hopefully, you know, we're getting caught up now and things will be a little bit closer to like in real time. Exactly. To some degree. To some degree. I agree. (laughs) So, um, big stops right away. We went to Denali national park. So, um, that's like in between Fairbanks and Anchorage. We spent some time, we boondocked like 20 minutes outside of the park for three days. So kind of did the big stuff over like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, um, there's been like this big 
rock slide or landslide in the park lately. So a lot of it isn't accessible, um, but we were still able to do some hikes. My favorite day was, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. It was a really, really beautiful day. I didn't realize until we were in Denali, like usually I'm super obsessive about researching the places that we're going to go, yes. the hikes I want to do, kind of what to expect, what to see. I didn't do that as much because I never really anticipated going to Alaska. Like yeah. it was always like this pipe dream situation. So true. That so crazy. I didn't realize that when you go to Denali, there's only a 30% chance of seeing this mountain because it's oh. so cloudy there. Oh, it's not weird. That is crazy. It's the, it's the highest mountain in the North America. I think it's like 30,000 feet or something like that. 20, 30,000 feet. Um, That's so crazy. definitely don't fact check me, but you can Google it. It's 20 or 30. <laughs> no, we're going to fact check you. <laughs> so the first day we hiked, it was so gloomy and dreary. And I was like, we're not going to see oh. it. Like we're only here for a couple days. This sucks. I need to accept it. It's still really cool to be here. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we went on this hike. It's like Horseshoe Lake. And right away we saw a mother moose like feeding in a lake. Oh. And then her baby. Yes. I was remember those on pictures. The, on the shore, oh. just watching her. And it was just like the the landscape around her and behind her was so like picture perfect. Oh. It was like a postcard. And I just, we watched her for probably a half an hour and there were people taking pictures of her and stuff. And it was just like, uh, this is the epitome of Alaska and I can't believe I'm here yes. right now. Yes. That so was cool. really magical. And it wasn't even that hard of a hike. And we like walked up on her really quickly. So it was like, oh, what okay. did I deserve? Deserve? Or what did I do to deserve this moment yeah. right here? So that was yeah. really, really cool. And then we were driving to see the sled dogs that are kind of like oh, yes. hang out in, in a kennel for the summer because it's their downtime. Mm -hmm. And we happened to see Denali pop out of the clouds oh. and we pulled over and like got on top of our Jeep, had a little like picnic lunch and just looked at so it. Cute. So cute. So I, that felt really cool and it, it was just so pretty. And then we got to go see dogs afterwards, cute. which like, you know, me, <laughs> we went, we went multiple times to see these dogs. So cool. I share, I shared a lot about all of the trip in general, yes. but just like if you're looking for more specifics or just information, cool things to do, definitely check out my other Instagram page. It's hail on a trail with periods in between the words. Yes. I have like a highlight reel that goes oh. through more specifics about stuff like that. But well, seriously, <laughs> like vicariously through you all summer long. <laughs> it was really, it was really yeah. fun. After we left Denali, we were kind of like, what do we do now? Because mm -hmm. um, we, we didn't have over the summer, we did not do a lot of reservations. We wanted to oh, yeah. boondock as much as possible to save money. So we yeah. were kind of like on our own timeline. So the original, like, where do we go now was kind of stressful, mm -hmm. but we ended up going to Seward. So that's a small town. It's where Kenine Nash or Kenine Fjords National Park is. And we ended up, we're all about national parks, right? So mm -hmm. if there's a national park that we can get to, we want to, to see it to some extent because some of these places 
in Alaska, you have to take a float plane to because they're so inaccessible and wild. So this one wasn't. You can drive to that town and like you have to take a boat tour to see some of the the park because it's it's more like a, a I don't know how to describe it like ocean based park. Mm-hmm. And we did that. We did a six hour boat tour and we saw a whole bunch of wildlife. We've been wanting to see whales for so long. We were going to do a whale tour in Maine and then the water was like too choppy and I didn't want to risk it because I get motion sickness pretty easy. Yeah. And that was even funny because like I took Dramamine, Dramamine, however you pronounce it. And Colton was like, I don't need that. And then he ended up feeling like a little queasy on the ride. But I (laughs) (laughs) we we saw seals, sea lions, puffins. Um, we saw a black bear offshore there. We, um, sailed right up to a glacier and had lunch. And then we saw a whole bunch of humpback whales and the crew like fished up some icebergs that had fallen from the glacier. Yes. Crunched those up a little bit, had glacier cocktails. Like what the heck? That's so cool. (laughs) So cool. And I, I think the best part of the day was definitely the last little part that we had. So our, um, what is it called? Captain? I was going to say pilot. (laughs) Um, There was a humpback whale that had breached. So that's when they jump out of the water. And I guess for the time of year that we were there, so like the beginning of July, she said it's really abnormal. Um, And we were on the other side of the boat. And I was pissed because we missed it. Dang it! I was really pissed. She kept saying it's okay. Like, trust me. Cause she wouldn't stop very long when we saw other humpback whales, just kind of like coming up to the surface and then putting their tail up and going oh, down. I was yeah. like, I want to see these whales. Yeah, like exactly. stop. Exactly. Um, but she just kept saying like, trust me, trust me. It's fine. And we ended up stopping and watching this like pod of whales for a while, which I guess is abnormal too, because humpbacks are typically more solitary oh i guess it's a it's a learned thing that they have to share Mm. on how to to do this thing so sorry that makes no sense i'll get to it they were doing this bubble net feeding is what it's called so we were we came up on a couple like private boats from people that live there work there whatever and there was this big swarm of seagulls and we're like what is going on and everything was kind of chill there's it was quiet and then all of a sudden the birds would get really like rowdy and fly around and kind of swarm at a specific spot and then all of the sudden these huge whale mouths would come up and just like bite at the surface of the water and then kind of like go back down and then they dive back down and so what was happening was they would kind of like circle this swarm or school of fish and create like, I don't know if it's like a whirlpool, but it would create this like bubble would kind of like disorient the fish. And then a whale would do, I don't a call, a scream, whatever you call it. They actually had a microphone at the bottom of the boat that we could hear it too. So you could like, it was this big anticipation thing where you'd see the birds swarming, you'd hear it. And then all of a sudden the, the, whales would like come up and it was probably like six or seven of them they do it in almost like a circle it was just so cool oh my gosh it was so oh so cool so cool my and- jaw was dropped that whole time because i was like what 
Like some it of was, these things was, I never even heard. So this is amazing. <laughs> it was really, really cool. And we watched them for a while and like the captain wasn't moving or anything, but she's like, Oh, I can't go within a certain number of feet to them. But if they do it, like if they come towards us, I can't do anything about that. Oh, and they yeah. ended up getting really close at one point, And it was just like, I felt like I was on national geographic. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that was so really, cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Another highlight that comes to mind is we went to Homer and the Homer spit. So that, city whatever you want to call it is the furthest west that you can drive to on north america so cool. and even just going there was cool but (laughs) no (laughs) no i mean where alice is born (laughs) i guess i didn't think about that when we look yeah i think it's a little bit too far to see but i could see like some of Lake Clark National Park, which is like you have to take a boat to or a flight to. Oh, but I'll get to that. So we boondocked a little bit away from Homer on the beach. It was like right. You open the door. The ocean's right there. It was really cool. Oh, yes. Um, It was kind of rainy and like both of us were kind of tired and feeling down. So that was a bit of a hard week. But it was funny because our first night there there was a tsunami warning. Yes. <laughs> so Colton was exhausted, passed out next to me. And for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I just don't feel like ready for bed yet. I feel like a little anxious. I'm not sure why. Hmm. And right as I'm about to fall asleep, you know how your phone will come and be like really loud if there's like an amber alert or something. So that's what happened. And it said tsunami warning. Oh my God. And, and there was an earthquake and that caused you know whatever and then the tsunami was coming and i was like what do i do here uh-huh. like uh-huh. we're right by the ocean it wasn't a super close earthquake but like the whole kenai peninsula was lit up in red for the warning and we were the furthest west of of it so it's like we only have a few hours until technically this warning is like upon us. We could get in the RV right now and drive, but like, we'll still be in the red exactly. at that time. So I'm laying there and I'm like, Hey Colton, look at this. Like, what do you think? And he's like groggy and he's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh. And so I'm like, mm, I don't think it's fine, but okay. Like, I'm just going to get on my phone Google some more stuff. And the next thing I know, we hear like a loud frantic knocking on the RV door. Oh, And Colton's like groggy, like stumbling to the door and this person's still like knocking even harder and to the point where he yells like, I'm coming. Like it was stressful, like immediately. Yeah. And it's this woman and she's like, there's a tsunami warning. Um, And so at that point we're like, okay, this is serious. Uh We need to Uh actively do something about it. And where we were, it was a huge incline to, or decline, I guess, to get down to the beach So we were a little bit worried. We were there for a week. We had our slides out. We had everything set up. So it was kind of like, do we take the time to put our RV back together, get hooked up, and then pull out of here? And we decided not to and just get in the RV or the Jeep, just get in the Jeep and go. The stress. And it's like if your house was on fire, like just quick decisions. It was really scary we've never been in a situation like that before 
I just grabbed like our photo albums, the dogs uh-huh. and my journals uh-huh. and like my rings, you know, yeah. my little trinkets. <laughs> my <precious. laughs> and we just drove up into town and Ugh. like I saw a TikTok where like the Homer spit, I, I should have looked up the definition of spit. Cause I looked, mm-hmm. I looked it up when we were there cause it didn't quite make sense. But if you think of like spitting, yeah, how like your face is the main area it's coming from. You know, so it's like this big, if you think about it geographically, this is how I'll explain what a spit is. Okay. The town of Homer is my face <sighs> and the spit that's coming out, the loogie oh. is the Homer spit. So it's like this oh. really <laughs> narrow strip of land. Okay. And there were a whole like, bunch of like. Doing all these hand motions showing me. <laughs> so it's like a one one road to get in and out of that really small strip of land and people are like we weren't there but i saw a TikTok the next day people were hauling ass to get out of there and it was scary because we just pulled up um and parked the jeep and we're sitting there and all of these people are flying yeah. by us trying to get out and colton's like i think it's okay because like the earthquake is a little bit farther away like it's not actively right here there happened to be a police officer so we like pulled over there and talked to her and she was like we have to do this legally but like it's fine oh so colton was very much like we're just gonna sit here and wait it out which was still scary oh yeah we didn't get to bed until like three that night but eventually the warning was called off and we went back and everything was fine but not something i ever anticipated like no you hear tsunami and you think of like tropical areas exactly because i think you sent me a screenshot of it and it was like midnight our time so i was sleeping Mm -hmm. and i woke up the next morning and i was like oh my gosh tsunami yeah i didn't know alaska had tsunamis (laughs) yeah i i get that i'm a dramatic person no (laughs) <laughs> but like we both, I am too <laughs> for sure I kind of was like on the off chance that I die tonight I'm just gonna let a couple people know that for this sure. is what happened and you know like for sure bye you know bye. so <laughs> I text like <laughs> I text a couple of my friends and then I I sent a screenshot of the warnings and stuff to my parents and everything was fine but it was it was actively very terrifying for a few hours. Yeah, the anxiety, like mm-hmm. no, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, that's an experience. So great. It is definitely um, character development right there. So that happened, and then um, another big highlight of the summer. We had always planned on doing a couple excursions, like big. Mm-hmm more expensive things to do to like really emphasize on the fact like we're here in Alaska. We want to see these things. So the first one was that boat tour in Kenai Fjords National Park. The second one was um, we went through a a service that does the float plane ride out to Katmai National Park. And if you've ever seen a picture of like grizzly bears feeding on salmon over a little waterfall of Alaska. This is what that picture is. It's yes. Brooks Falls in Katmai. And so that was a wild day. We had driven back up to Anchorage and flown from there. And <laughs> I forgot. Okay. I didn't think I was going to like talk about this, but I guess I'll, I'll go into it. So I've been 
toying with coffee a little bit more this summer because ever since I started my medication, my IBS is a lot better. So like sometimes coffee still rips me up. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and you know, I have this history of postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So when I was in more of the height of the days that the episodes would happen and they were bad, I couldn't touch caffeine. Like it would automatically send me into an episode. Um, but it was an early morning this day that we were meeting up to fly out. And I was like, I'm going to get a coffee. Like this day is all about enjoyment. So I'm going to get a coffee. Big mistake. (laughs) So the first ride, we go on this small charter plane. There's like eight people, including the pilot. It's very small. I have a little bit of an issue with claustrophobia to begin with, but I was doing okay um, because we were seeing like a lot of sights out the window the whole time. We're flying by Lake Clark. There's like active um, volcanoes that we're flying past that have like steam coming out the side, like really cool. I was like, this is awesome. It's so pretty. Um, but it's a two hour flight and I peed multiple times beforehand. I'm like, I'm good to go. This is great. There's mostly elderly, like couples in the plane doing this excursion, which that's pretty typical for what we saw all summer. Summer. It seems like a lot of the people that RV up to Alaska are not our age, but you know, no disrespect. I love the elderly. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of nursing is an old, nice man or woman. So, um, and then behind us was like a middle-aged guy and his like maybe nine-year-old son. Oh, cool. And we all have those typical like little headsets on with the little microphone that you see on like the bachelor dates or whatever, if they're in a helicopter. And, um, all of a sudden I'm like, Hmm, I have this feeling it's a very different feeling than if I'm just going about my day where I haven't had coffee and like, I have to pee all of a sudden. Cause you know, sometimes coffee makes you poop. I'm like, that's very normal for all people across the board. For me and my condition that can happen. But what I'm, what I'm talking about today is like when I get a pee attack from that. Um, and this would happen even if I didn't have caffeine when I was in the height of things, like I tried to talk to my, one of my nursing professors in college about it. And she said that she thinks that my body when I'm in an episode and I've, I've gotten so much better that sometimes I don't really like I can attribute an episode or symptoms to like, Oh, I just feel anxious. Like I feel a little shaky. Maybe this is just jitters from the coffee. Like that's how much better it's gotten. But then afterwards, sometimes if it was an episode, I will feel like my bladder is about to burst within minutes. Like it happens very quickly. It's very weird. And my nursing professor thought that somehow my body had learned to kind of help myself. So I will take like all these extra, any extra cellular fluid or whatever, pull it into my interstitial space. Sorry, I'm using so many big scientific Uh words to like, so I'm pulling any extra fluid that I can into my vessels to, to uh, increase my blood pressure to kind of stabilize myself. And then once it's stable, all that extra fluid has nowhere to go. So they shoot it to the kidneys and that makes sense to me. So I'm assuming that's what's going on, but I can go pee. And then 10 minutes later, feel like I didn't pee and have to do that all over again. Uh And this was one of those times, like it's just a different feeling. Um, and had you gone on the, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes. So I still had like 40, 45 minutes to go. And at first I was like, I'm okay. This is fine. There's not that much longer. Like just try and distract yourself. And it, it 
turned very quickly. So I tried to communicate with Colton that this was going on, but he also was having like, sometimes with altitude, he gets weird headaches and that happened to him kind of out of the blue. So he was very much like head in, sorry, head in his hands, trying to focus on the pain. He did have like facial reconstructive surgery in college from like somebody kicking him in the face and like breaking his orbital bone so like that's a whole other thing Um, and I kind of always thought that maybe that had something to do with it but anyway he's having a lot of pain in this moment so he's having his own thing and I am full on like I start like sweating panic I start feeling very claustrophobic because it is such a small plane and it's so quiet and like, oh my gosh, I'm like getting anxious talking about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I started to think about like, what's the worst that could happen if I peed myself right now? Yeah. I could probably end up on that armchair anonymous with Dak Shepherd <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> at the very worst, which if you haven't listened to that podcast, oh, it's hilarious. You need to. You need to. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, I was like, at least like, I'll never see these people again. It's okay. And I thought about like, could I pull my pants down and just pee in my water bottle right now? <laughs> but there's like, I would expose myself to this little boy behind me. Like, I can't do that. And then I was like, shit, because it's a two hour flight to this one place. And then we take a float plane ride 20 minutes to the, the park. So I'm like, what if we're just flying to this random spot and there's no bathroom? Like, what do I do? Like, I was, I, I have not felt like that in a while. So it was just like full on panic. I can't even describe it. I wrote all about it in my travel journal and I'll have to read it to you sometime, Sandy. Like I was on another level. So we land. And at this point I'm like, you touch me wrong. I'm going to piss myself. Like it was so bad. I'm the first one off the plane, but I'm on the like second to last row. So I don't really know how that happened. We're kind of at this like warehouse area. And I'm like, where the F is a bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm also like, this is embarrassing because if I pee this plane, it's only a two hour flight. Like this guy doesn't know me. Like, How do you explain that? And also, like, is there going to be some kind of extra <laughs> extra cleaning fee because a 28-year-old Peter Pants? Like, I just... <laughs> Sir, I'm sorry. I tried to pee my pants. Can you... Imagine? No. There was a small, like, grassy, weedy field off to the side. And I, like, we're waiting for all these people to come off the plane. There's a little bit of, like, uh, storage in the cockpit that the pilot's getting. And I'm, like... The only thing that kept me from running to the weeds and dropping into a squat to pee was like social anxiety and, and yeah. societal acceptance. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't. For sure. So then, thank God, I find out that there's a bathroom in the warehouse, and I'm like, that's all I need to know. Bye. And I'm like power walking into the warehouse, and I see the bathroom. It's like down this long hallway. I open the door and. I open it on a girl my age that's on the toilet herself. Oh, no. And I feel so bad. I close it real quick, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, why are there other people here? And then I quickly start seeing that there's a whole other group of people that have just, like, gotten here from the same, Uh, like, a different plane, but, like, the same scenario that we're in. And this old woman... This old woman with a walker comes up, and she's like, yeah, there's actually a line for the bathroom. 
And I have never wanted to drop kick someone more in my life. Like I was, it was like worst case scenario just got worse. There were like three grannies in front of me. And as a nurse, I'm like, they can take a minute in the bathroom. And I'm standing there like shaking, uh-huh, like uh-huh. swaying back and forth. There's a large garbage can in front of me. And I'm like, should I go in there in front of everyone? Exactly. Should I try and go in this this men's single bathroom like what do I do and this granny I was like I could ask her like it's okay I could ask her if I could cut her but also like I know how little their bladders are too so I wish I would have done things differently but I just stood there and smiled while I was dying inside (laughs) so I so I got to the bed I would have well there was a line for that too and I just did not want to draw attention to myself Yeah. yeah so Long story short, I got I got there by the skin of my teeth. Oh, I think I was peeing while I was bringing my like self down to the yeah. toilet itself. Like it was a nightmare scenario. I never want to feel that way again. So like I will not do that coffee thing again. Like that was such an idiot move and it almost cost me so much of my dignity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, we did the float plane ride. That was amazing. The rest of the day, I was good to go. Like, yes. good okay. to go. Yeah. Um, so this park is known for having, like, a, a big population of wild grizzly bear that are, like, out and about. Essentially, you're just on, like, a walkway, a boardwalk above the water um, to kind of, like, protect yourself. And they have, like, gates and stuff that they're very strict about. Like, this is where you store your food. This is where you can eat. This is where you store your extra like equipment, camera equipment, whatever. You always close the door behind you. Uh, you have to do like bear school before you're released out Did to you go. Have to sign, like, and then a form liability or whatever for the for the flight company. Yes, not for seeing, but it not at the park. No, okay. Yeah, I think it's like the whole experience yeah. though. Um, but it's not a boardwalk the entire time. Like there's a little bit of section of the hike where you're just like in the, going through the woods to get to this waterfall and like bears can be anywhere. I saw like bear prints all over the place, bear scat, like a grizzly bear can walk up on you. And they, t- they said, do not run. Cause that could trigger like a predatory response. Just like make a lot of noise while you're hiking. We took bear spray. I don't understand how like these people, like nobody else had bear spray that I saw. So that confused me. And there's all these like old people that I'm like, you are so vulnerable. Like, (laughs) I don't know, but you know, the salmon run was going on. So these grizzly bear are like focused on that, you know, now having gone through that, I went into it with so much more anxiety than I needed. It was fine. It, It was really cool. We had to wait a while to get to the, the platform to see the waterfalls itself but i we saw so many bears just like walking there cubs the whole nine yards like it was so cool really really quintessential alaska so that was really cool um and i guess i'll say also that we went to another town in the summer and like we caught our own salmon and process them so now I have a freezer full of salmon and it that was a really cool experience too to like be so wild woman you know like you do the whole process I don't know that was really cool 
and we like picked wild blueberries and I made some stuff with that too. So I really like experiences like that. Like we foraged for wild morel mushrooms in Idaho too. So we really like doing that kind of stuff too. But yeah, Katmai was really fun, really cool. I took a lot of cool pictures there too. Seriously. Um, But yeah, a little bit tainted in the beginning there with my bladder issues, but (laughs) all in good fun. Exactly. Um, Worth it. (laughs) Yeah. I guess the last big highlight that I'll talk about was Anchorage. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Anchorage more than I thought with it being the biggest city in Alaska. I anticipated yeah. it feeling very urban, condensed and yes. like gross. It's really spread out. And, um, we had found this, um, campground, like a state park campground close by in the woods that we went to, I think three different times over the summer. It's just like so peaceful, quiet. There's a river that was rushing through it. We really enjoyed our time there and it was still close enough to town that we could like go in and like go out to eat or whatever. So that was like a big highlight of the summer. But also I went to high school and college with this guy from my friend group that has been living in Anchorage for a few years, he started out as a travel nurse and he's the first person I talked to when I was like, Hey, I'm, I kind of want to travel nurse too. Like, can you tell me about your experience? Yeah. And like, we were friends in high school, but not like, I never hung out with him one-on-one. Like, I don't know how to describe it more than that. If you're a girl with some guy friends, like you kind of get it. Yes, for sure. Um, so I was kind of like, Hey, we're coming to Alaska. Do you want to get together? He's been there with his girlfriend. I've never met his girlfriend, even oh, though she went it. to our college. Oh, yeah, no. Funny. Uh, That's why I was like, Oh, they've met her too. Cool. No, oh. all four of us, Colton, them and, and me went to the same college, but like we weren't really in the same circles. So the oh. really only thing that brought us brought the four of us together was this relationship that I had with this guy friend growing up. Like I've known him since I was in middle school and he was just always in the same friend group as me. So we decided to get together and Colton and I were so like nervous going into it because this lifestyle, you don't have a lot of friends. It's kind of lonely in an RV. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really like every time you're meeting up with people, it's a little bit like, Ooh, here we go. Like, how's it going to go? Exactly. And we kind of went into it with like no expectations and we ended up hanging out with them like four or five different times for like entire days at a time. Like we just really, really connected with them. And it was so nice because it's been such a long time since something like that has happened. So just like really basking in that was really, really enjoying. And like, it was really, really fun. So now we have like a little Snapchat group and uh, I don't know if you happen to be listening like Audrey and Kurt we really appreciated that and like always in your corner no matter where you guys end up oh really cute we love you (laughs) yeah I actually felt like really connected with Audrey more than I expected like she feels very cut from the same cloth as me we had like a little a little party they came to the RV we did um like a pizza party and it was just so fun we played euchre which is like a midwestern game um, that like the friends we've made in the West never know what we're talking about. And <laughs> it's so funny. Like when you get to, I don't know how to describe it. This is stupid. I guess I don't even need to talk about it, but 
you win when you get to 10 points. And when you get to nine points with your partner, you're supposed to like say you're in the barn. Do you guys do this? Do you know how to play? Uh, it's been no. a long time. I've played before, but it's been a long time. But I don't remember the in the barn. Okay. The only time we really get to play because it's a four-person game is when we go home and we play with my parents a lot. But when you get to nine, you do this like hand motion with your partner that says like, I'm in the barn. So you do this and this is supposed to be like an udder and your partner takes their hands around your two thumbs and like milks it. And Kurt and I did that with no communication because he and I were partners. And Audrey started laughing and was like, is this a joke? <laughs> what are um, you doing? <laughs> and I thought it was really cool because Kurt and I have never played that before together. Yeah. And I learned that I think like, yeah, this is a Midwestern card game, but that little motion I think is very specific to the community that we grew yeah. up in. Yeah. So in even smaller circle, somehow we knew this together. I just thought oh, that was a really oh, cool like moment. Yeah. Maybe that's stupid to talk about, but like, it was really, really, that's really funny. cute. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess that those are like the big, big highlights. And now I'm going to kind of talk about the um, things that I learned and kind of I'm, I'm taking from that. I guess I, I kind of forgot, too, to talk about Matanuska Glacier was our third big excursion. And that was just a tour hike through or on this glacier. Really freaking cool pictures. So cool. Like, it looked like an evil Narnia castle, this glacier, like really oh, epic national geographic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we got to drink uh, water straight from the glacier that was melting. So that was really, really cool too. And I think those big excursions were probably the highlights of my summer. Yeah. But then also the very last thing we did before we kind of started the trek back was uh, <laughs> going to the Alaska state fair um, to see Noah Khan in concert. Oh, he's and I, love. I, <laughs> if you haven't listened to him and you're into like indie music, if you have a little bit of like mental health, mm-hmm. you know, issues. Yeah. He just like is so good. So good. Yeah. So good. I don't even know how to describe it. Like he's really blowing up right now. So if you haven't heard of him, you're probably living under a rock. But like, let me give you the gift of Noah Khan. Um, I had known about this concert taking place since April. Colton surprised me with tickets. And it was just like a full circle moment. He released some, you know how Taylor Swift is like releasing extra songs yes. when she's re-recording. Um he released some extra songs from his album that came out last fall on June 9th. So right when we were leaving Alaska, we yeah. had like five or six new songs to really listen to. So true. And we played them on repeat on the, the route out to Alaska. And I remember the very first night when we parked in a Walmart parking lot in Alberta, Canada, I was like, this is really happening. And like, I'm kind of scared about, you know, facing my mental health this summer I don't know what's going to come. I don't know what's happening after Alaska because I'm trying to phase out of nursing. Like this is a huge change and I'm scared. Mm -hmm. There's this one song. God, I don't want to (laughs) cry. It's called you're going to go far. And it's about like leaving your home. And I don't know just how like you're going to go far. I don't know how to describe it. The, the lyrics are like, I should look it up because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I could start singing it, but I'm embarrassed too. But like, 
I should get my travel journal. Um, I should have done that. I should have prepared better because I wrote a lot about it and it was just like a really special thing, but pack up your car, put your hand on your heart, you know, say whatever you, I, I can't do this. <laughs> Let me look it up. This is too embarrassing. <laughs> so the chorus of the song is, so pack up your car, put your hand on your heart, say whatever you feel, be wherever you are. We ain't angry at you, love. You're the greatest thing we've lost. Um, so it's, it's all about like leaving what yeah. you've known to become who you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like, it just means a lot to me oh. and having that be like the last thing that happened. I was sobbing like a baby. Yeah. We got really close to the stage. Like yeah, I had this girl that did the friendship bracelets, like oh, the yeah. Taylor Swift so cool. uh, tour that did that for Noah Khan. Okay. And I, it was funny cause they were all like kind of depressing and I saw them on her wrist and I was like, really? I think those are so funny. And she was like, do you want one? <laughs> And I was like, oh, that would make my day, I think. And yeah. I just, like, picked a random one, and it said, all my love. And I, I I like that I picked one that, like, wasn't necessarily sad. Exactly. It just, like, felt uplifting. And yeah. I'm going all woo-woo by saying that that, that was, like, a cool experience because oh. it's so, like, whatever. 100%. But I, that's my dream. I want to see him. It was a really good show, and I just, like, had a full circle experience standing there listening to this guy that's, like, really pulled me through a lot of hard times. Mm-hmm. So I love Noah Khan. I think that that you should listen to him if you haven't. It's K-A-H-A-N. Yep. And he's the greatest. He is. I agree. <laughs> so I spent a lot of the summer journaling. I think I went through, like, two journals in total. One I wrote, I filled within a month's time or like a couple days after a month. Like it was a lot. I wanted to really remember the details of the trip and like feel like I could be back in that moment if I was rereading it years later. So I'm glad that I took the time to do that, but it also helped process a lot of emotions. And I think the biggest thing I'm going through right now is like facing my anxiety it's really hard when you're doing all this work in therapy and you're doing the things that, you know, you're, you're supposed to, and you've wanted to feel better. And now you're kind of up on this chapter where it's like, you're in the height of it. You're in the thick of it right now. And you, you have these coping mechanisms and these tools that you've learned that you're supposed to use in the moment when you feel anxious and say like, am I going to do that? Am I going to choose to be the better version of me or am I going to like slink back into this comfort level of fear and like the past experiences? Cause I have so much more of my life that's been choosing fear as the direction and like relying on the comfort that I get from like staying in this space that ultimately isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at right now. It's a, it's a really hard and every day is different. Some days I feel like I'm a badass because I'm you trying really badass. hard. And... Thank you. <laughs> I tell you that every day. Anytime you need to hear it, you're a badass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Other days, it's really, really tough. Mm-hmm. And so if you're struggling with your mental health, like message me on Instagram. We can chat about it together. Just do what you can to help yourself. And I think you have to live for the version of you that you want to meet. I think that's kind of what I'm doing right now. 
and I, I just like, I'm really trying to marinate in the feeling of like, once I'm past that chapter and I'm this person, how much more freeing I'm going to feel on like powerful and unstoppable and like how that's going to like change my brain and who I am as a person that feels really good. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, but to give a quick little update on kind of like what we're doing now, I'm really trying to phase out of nursing. I feel like it's been a job that we've talked about before isn't fulfilling to me. Like I would have been out of it years ago had it not been for traveling that really made it a lot more like a means to an end to develop this lifestyle that I really enjoy. But throughout the last three years, we've been pulled back to Utah a lot. Um, It's my favorite state, Southern Utah. And I kind of always was like, Oh, I'd like to live here, but I never felt like I was capable of doing that. So the dream would be (laughs) the dream would be to buy a plot of land, have a little like Airbnb business, nothing huge, just like a couple um, little places to rent. Mm -hmm. And I want to combine like all of my interests together. So like the photography thing that I do on the side, the Etsy, like little artsy crafts thing. Like I want to use that to decorate the little rentals. I want to, offer like little packages. If somebody wants to like have a picnic, I'll take pictures of you. If you're a guest, if you want to just take pictures with the Airbnb, I want them to be really eclectic and like a really fun experience. And then eventually if we're able to, um, you know, I don't want to ever like have a huge house. I don't feel a draw to like build a huge house. We could live in a tiny house for all I care, but like if we ever leave the RV, I would love to make that stationary on the property and just kind of have it be like a little coffee shop. If it's not too far in the middle of nowhere, I think that's really cute. Um, I love that idea so much. So (laughs) we just rolled into Utah a week ago and we're like, this was yesterday was Sunday, the last day of the first weekend here. And we spent the weekend like driving around, getting to know the area I'm door dashing to try and make some extra money. And, um, we were able to just like drive a half an hour, go to this new state park that I've always kind of wanted to go to, but just haven't had the time because when we've been in this area, it's all always been about like, Oh, I have this national park to go to and I want to see this hike. So it's felt like very busy and speedy. And this is like a slowed down version of really experiencing it. And yesterday we went to snow Canyon state park and it was one of the best hikes I've ever done. Like so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Like I just felt like euphoric walking around. We went into some like lava tubes and, and climbed around. It was like cave like, and then beautiful, like red rock backdrop, almost comparable to Zion. I feel like it's just so beautiful. And then the end of the hike, there's like petrified dunes, dunes that you can climb up on. Like I should send you some of the pictures. They are nuts. We got up to this one point in the red rocks and like had some snacks and just hung out in the wind. Like Colton was like, Oh, I don't like how the desert's all windy. I love the wind. (laughs) I get, it gets me like all in my feels. Like if my hair goes a certain way, I'm like, I'm in a movie. This is so romantic. I love the moment, you know, and Enneagram four vibes all the way. Um, and it was like, 
kind of drizzling on and off all day and it's like hot in the desert so that rain feels like so like refreshing and just like yummy I don't know (laughs) um we were up on top of the red rocks for a while for our little snack and Colton was like I really feel like I just want to be here for a while like can we just sit I want to take like a little nap or something I was like you know what yeah I'm gonna do my yoga up here so I did like a quick little yoga session over the mountains and, you know, we did this Shavasana like meditation at the end and I was just laying there like feeling the wind and the silence. And I I kept like expecting to feel some kind of like moment that made it solidify that like this is the right choice. And I, I, I felt that in that moment, but it's also just like the fact that it hasn't happened Mm. that is almost comforting too. Cause it's like, yeah. I don't need to have some big experience. I just no. want to feel consistently happy. Yes. And I have. So I think that's what I need to take from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for a while um, yes. trying to like get everything finalized. And then it's just getting the land because I feel like once that happens, it's going to go quickly. Exactly. We want to start with like some canvas tents and then evolve it Ooh. as we get Ooh, more that's money. new. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause those are pretty cheap yeah. compared to like building something right away. Yeah. So I'd like, I'd like to do that. that and I had the fun. idea of like, if we do four or five, all of them start out as tents. And as we make more money, like leave one tent, you know, maybe make like a tree house or, Ooh. or a shipping crate. And then eventually have them all different. So it's like an experience that maybe previous customers still want to come back and have because it's offered in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So I would love for that place to be like where the workshop is if we ever have like that dream shop. Yes. How freaking (laughs) Um, magical would that be? Just the idea of taking people, taking other women that like, want to have that time yeah. and com- community with other people that are in the same place and like taking them on a hike. Yeah. That feels like otherworldly. Like I have mm-hmm. imposter syndrome thinking about leaving that <laughs> to begin with, but like, that feels way beyond like light years beyond fulfilling. Yeah. Comparative to like anything else I've ever done. Yeah. So I'm just really hopeful that everything's going to work out. It is. Let's do it. Baby. Let's do it. I'm already picturing us coming and visiting. Yeah, like I'd like it to have a site where it could be big enough for like small concerts out outside or like oh, elopements. I love that. You know? Yeah. So we'll see. There's so much potential. Well, we'll really see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you like, that's my update. And if you want like more information on Alaska or keeping up with, you know, this crazy ride that we're on right now and trusting the process. Oh, I love it. Check out our other Instagram. Colt and I did kind of start like a little project on the side of a podcast too. Yes. Um, and, and I, I always feel like a little bit weird talking about stuff like this and promoting myself. Cause it's like, what don't you share, Olivia? But I think part I mean, of that really I has get that. to, I get that <laughs> because I'm, I'm right yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think part of it though has to do with the fact that this lifestyle is really lonely and oh, we are yeah. in a place where we we crave community. Yeah. And we want to show we also want to show people cuz I got a lot of that 
inspiration from social media to see other people like going outside of the norm of what's expected with society or, you know, going somewhere new. So like, I want to be that person. If yeah. someone's like younger me and it's like, can I do this? Should I do this? Yeah. Cause it's Absolutely. been like really worth it. Yeah. It's been really worth it thus far. So if you want to, our little podcast is hail off the trail yeah. and we also upload it to YouTube. It's just it. us talking. It's like a stupid talk show I love it. in our RV. <laughs> our so dogs sit next to us and um, so we just fun. talk about our adventures and kind of joke around with each other. And it's a lot of fun. So yeah, listen to it if you want. They're adorable. That's all. They're adorable. They're my <laughs> best friends, obviously. So, you know, go listen. Yeah. That's me. Sorry. It was really like motor mouthy this episode. No. no. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing, Olivia. That was amazing. Yeah. And Thanks for listening. If you I made know. it this far. Yes. I want to travel to Alaska. Obviously, sad it didn't happen while you were there, but, you know, busy wedding season. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you can come to Utah. We can have a Utah reunion exactly. since this is where we met. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so, so much for listening to Wand Her with your girlfriends, Sandy and Olivia. We hope this chat has motivated you to chase those dreams, take hold of your mental health, or finally let out that inner weirdo. Maybe even all three. If you're a fan of what we do, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you subscribed and rated us five stars. Talk to you next time.